0: Hey, what's up, everybody?
1: Uh, I was gonna say good morning. Is it morning? Good afternoon. Uh, I don't know.
0: It is. It's afternoon. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry for your Hello, boss. welcome. Um, Jessica's having eye problems today. Oh my
1: goodness, it's terrible. Mm-hmm.
0: So what happened? I mean, nobody can see you, but I don't know. I it's can. Just
1: all it's gross. I don't it's know what's gross. wrong. I just really uh, bloodshot and.
0: You don't have like you're really bloodshot. <laughs> <laughs> don't you don't. Know. You don't have a diagnosis yet.
1: No, I'm going tomorrow morning. Yeah. I'm hoping they don't say, you have to wear your glasses all the time.
0: What is, for those of you out there who don't wear contacts, what is the worst part about wearing glasses?
1: Oh, okay. I don't like that you don't have peripheral vision. Yep. That's terrible. Number one. That was going to be mine. Yeah. Last night I was playing dodgeball with the teenagers and I was sweating. First mistake. Yeah, (laughs) I know. Well, I just kept thinking, oh my gosh, if they hit me in the face with a dodgeball, which has happened, it's going to hurt really bad with glasses on. Yep. But then I'm, like, sweating, so my glasses are, like, falling down you my need face. You the strap. I did. You should have grabbed the
0: strap. Yeah.
1: So that, I think, is the second part. I really don't like wearing them when it's hot out and you're sweaty. And mm-hmm. I don't know how people wear glasses all the time. Kudos to you. I don't think I could do it.
0: You show up Sunday morning with goggles on.
1: <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> people like, what is wrong? why does
0: Jessica look like she played in the 1970 NBA? Like,
1: uh, seriously, though, a couple of the leaders are like, I know why people they saw it. me with glasses, and they're like, you look weird.
0: Yeah. Thanks? Um, the other day I just learned that they make, um, swim goggles yeah, that are prescription. They do. I had no idea.
1: Yeah. Isn't that crazy? But I was Which thinking. Which would make sense.
0: Yeah. But I was thinking about it. If you were staring like, so the sides would not be.
1: I wouldn't think so. So
0: that means like the sides would be so blurry. Uh, that would m- almost crazy. make me sick. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I think it would make me sick. I anyway. Don't you have no idea what's wrong.
1: No, I don't know. I'm hoping it's just a dry eye thing that's been irritated and mm-hmm. we'll find out tomorrow. The,
0: um the peripheral vision thing's a big one and Mm -hmm. when the oil builds up on your face and your glasses just slowly slide down
1: i keep like pushing them up with my (sighs) finger and i feel like like i feel like a nerd
0: (laughs) it's yeah it's (laughs) the worst my kids both wear glasses and when they push their glasses up they push on the lens
1: oh yeah my son does that too i'm like what are you doing what
0: like what's wrong with you are you okay like did you hurt yourself
1: how do you see through the fingerprint (sighs) whatever
0: Uh, anyway um all right we always start with the question that was not the question
1: that was not it here you go jessica you ready
0: yeah when have you thought you were just being paranoid and found out that you were not oh when have you thought you were just being paranoid and you found out that you weren't it's like every police situation i've ever been in
1: yeah you go first i have no idea
0: um. Here's the deal. I tell women this all the time. I think I said it last episode yeah, too. Yeah, I think you might have. Um, your gut is there for a reason and usually it's it's right. Yeah. Like 90% of the time, it's it's probably true. So there's not a whole lot of times where like I've been paranoid and found out I wasn't right. Mm. If that makes, did I say that right? When, is the li- mm-hmm. when when have you thought you were just being paranoid found out you weren't? Um, you
1: weren't right or were right?
0: I usually am right. Like... <laughs> so that means i'm not paranoid
1: if they just listen to this and that's the only thing they hear i usually am right okay
0: uh yeah take that sound bite out and put it as your ringtone <laughs> you imagine every time you get a text message i'm right i'm usually right <laughs> anyway that's awesome i
1: don't know find a different question all right I don't i'll give have you another one you have not
0: one. all right you're not whatever that's fine um how often do you let little stuff get in the way of big stuff?
1: ooh, uh, that's a good question, probably more than I should. Um I try not to as I've gotten older, I think I'm able to see like this is a small thing, this doesn't really matter or how do you how
0: do you identify that like how do you know if it's a small thing or a big thing?
1: Oh, well, usually, my husband's pretty quick to tell me. <laughs> Jessica, that really does not matter. Are you sure though? Because I feel like it
0: matters. That's super funny you said that. Because the other day I almost fired off an email, and before I did, I told Bethany what was going on, and I was like, hey, da 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 da, or whatever the case is. And she's like, I just yada yada an email. <laughs> anyway, and I'm like, and she's like, oh, well, if you looked at it this way, this is what's probably going on. And she was right. And yeah. I was like, that's one way to look at it. <laughs>
1: I guess if I'm not creating my own story, changed
0: everything in the email <laughs> and send it out an hour later.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think sometimes other outside perspectives. So usually, Matt is pretty good at pointing that out. Um, I I try not to, but I think I think sometimes you just get caught in that. this, this seems like a big thing to me.
0: Um, what area of life, like kids, marriage, work, um, when's, you, what's the one that like, like is the worst?
1: Yeah. Usually just things at home. It's always, um, yeah, I was going to say house, kids. So my yep. kids,
0: man, like the little things, like there are so many little things where I'm like,
1: uh, yeah, <laughs> that we have our moments and usually when things are a little bit heavier here at church the little things would get me at home more like not here i can i i can handle that pretty well i think I must use like all of my patience on everything (laughs) here so i go home and i'm like matt's like they didn't do anything i'm like are you sure because i think they did Uh,
0: so are you uh doing the marriage challenge
1: we are we so, are we're behind because he was gone the first week
0: uh so, so you're we, like a week back
1: yeah we kind of decided like
0: expedite the process we're
1: kind of like you're, yeah. you're cherry picking we a little bit to try to catch up like we don't want to miss some of them but yeah um because he was gone the whole first week we were awesome that first week because we didn't see each other
0: yeah we we're like we're doing <laughs> like, great we, our marriages, we're fine awesome.
1: Yeah. Last night he showed up at youth group and that I was like, Oh, are you doing the Is this like the marriage challenge thing? Uh, that's what like, I okay. Of it.
0: okay. So for those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, like we did, we we're in the middle of a, of a 40 day marriage challenge for Lent and, uh, every day has like a, like yeah. a thing. And the reason that I bring this up is because the little things, um, the big things are the big things. The little mm-hmm. things are the little things. And there's so many things like where I'm learning like that's just so small mm-hmm. or that she doesn't care about that or whatever the case is. But, um, yeah the that's it's so funny it is like
1: every time we do something nicer we have like a little bit more of a conversation i'm like are you doing this because you love me or because it's a marriage challenge yeah I'm, he's like that's I'm what doing i do it
0: the whole time i'm like i'm like you're only doing this because right. it's on that piece of paper <laughs> yeah. and i'm okay with it like it's kind of, it's good but sort of, yeah yeah
1: but you know i've heard a lot of people say it's it's breeding conversation in their homes and if nothing else, if we if you know, husbands and wife can start having conversations, that's good.
0: True. I agree. I agree. All right. So um yeah. Alright. So chapter seven. Crucial conversations. Dun dun dun. This book is ruining my life.
1: <laughs> okay. No joke. You know I don't recommend the books all the time.
0: I knew this was Kevin. I've been waiting. I'm, I'm majority. Yeah, the majority of the time I'm right.
1: Yeah, the, you're <laughs> usually right. No, seriously. Like Matt had an issue uh, with something I'm at work. So excited. You should be. And I'm like, it, it was a pretty big issue, and it was all about conversation he needed to have, and he doesn't love confrontation. And I'm like, yep. Well, let me talk to you about what I've been reading, and I'm like, it was. Uh, and then in my head, I'm like, oh, I hate when Jordan's <laughs> right," <laughs> but it was like. So I'm taking like principles here, so telling to him, and I'm like, "Do you just want to read my book?" And he looked at me like I was crazy, but he should. He should, because I thought the reason you're struggling is because you have to have a hard conversation. Mm-hmm. He wasn't wrong, but he had to have the conversation with this person who was, and yeah. he was kind of worried about it. And I'm like. I know how you can handle that. So did, you,
0: did he like handle it the way that you told him to or not? Um,
1: I think a little bit. I think a little bit was like he had a lot of conversation with his boss about how to handle it, which he said a lot of the similar things. But yeah, yeah and it ended up it wasn't resolved beautifully in the sense that there was no there wasn't going to be resolution that was just nice and tidy. Mm-hmm. But he left that feeling. He did his due diligence in that. Yeah. So, yeah, it was it was kind of like, I mean, I kind of hated it, but it was awesome, too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why did you hate it? I'm here because to help. I'm trying to
1: help. I never I, – because it's like now I just can't like your books you give me. But this one was actually <laughs> – like it's getting better as we go.
0: It is. Um, so we're at, we're at Chapter 7. My prayer for you, Jessica, since we started this whole endeavor, is that you would like what I read.
1: <laughs> ah, keep it. <laughs> sure. We'll, work. we'll try. I'm and... like
0: three out of eight or something yeah, like yeah. that. I don't know. There's but that's a, okay. Yep. There's, there's been a few of them. some good ones. That's okay. People always kick the hardest until they adapt. So that's fine. I'm good with that.
1: You know, I like to make up my own mind. It's fine.
0: Like, yeah, keep throwing them to me. Probably the majority of things do work and you're on board with it, but just telling me that would, would just be be too hard for you. (laughs) And
1: It is true. (laughs) That affirmation. I'm not
0: doing that. I'm not saying that. Okay. Anyway. Um, yeah, so we're, we're at chapter seven, crucial conversations. Uh Do highly recommend this book. And the reason it's ruining my life is because I think about this all the time. Like I have not been in a situation where I'm like, Oh, this, this is what's happening and transpiring. So, if anything, I think the first thing it's doing is it's slowing down my speed. Yep. And I'm like, what am I in here? Am I in a crucial mm-hmm. conversation or are we both invested in the same thing mm-hmm. or whatever the case is going yep. on? Last chapter was really good. This chapter, I think, um, kind of expands on some of those things. Yeah, I, I thought so, too. And then it's it's really just, like, driving home some points. But he talks about, and this is what I kind of want to walk through, is the state principle. Mm-hmm. I almost um put this on a a label maker and put it on my computer as a matter of fact i still might yeah it's awesome
1: it's really good it this is like one of those i don't know this is one that i feel like this is applicable like this Mm -hmm. is this is where the rubber meets the road this is this is how you actually have a crucial conversation and so yeah that was good
0: Okay, so um, he's going to walk through state in essentially like a couple of pages, and we're going to get there. But before we get there, um, he says that there's five skills for talking when we have to say... When... (laughs) Verbal diarrhea. Um, (laughs) Five skills for talking when what we have to say could easily make others defensive. Now, the whole point of this chapter is it's time to talk. Right. So I think he would say... That the majority of conversations is listening. Do you agree or disagree? Yes,
1: I mean I think everything up to this point has been whether it's listening and evaluating yourself. Mm-hmm. Like it's taken a heart it's it, it's silent. It's what happens before you actually speak. Right. So yes,
0: it's just amazing that there's so much listening. I and he never really talks about the fact that you need to listen, listen, listen. But here it's like. It, it's like a light bulb goes on where you're going oh so majority of the time i'm not supposed to be talking Mm -hmm. no you're supposed to be listening and you're supposed to be listening with intent too Mm -hmm. so then he continues he says the best at dialogue speak their minds completely and do it in a way that makes it safe for others he Mm -hmm. already had a chapter on safety so we're not going to visit that um to hear what they have to say and respond to it as well they are both totally frank and completely respectful how hard is that balance oh it is
1: incredibly hard (laughs) So right, uh, right after that, I had the underline and then I'm like, speak the truth in love. And Mm -hmm. I think that's if we're going to bring in the biblical principle of that, that's what he's saying without really saying it. Yeah. Say what you need to say, but do it in a way that is not um, tearing the other person down, that is not um, attacking in love. And then I also in another like page I put and watch your
0: tone. Like, oh yeah, because yeah, yeah.
1: I think that goes into it. There are times where I think that I'm speaking the truth in love, but my tone is <laughs> not in love. <laughs> like,
0: so we're wearing headphones, obviously. But how do you hear yourself then, like, and adjust your tone if you yeah. if you get into that situation where you're going, man, like, uh, how
1: I said that was really wrong. Yeah, yeah, I'm super aware of it simply because it's what I got yelled at for all the time as a kid. <laughs> like, it, number one thing I got yelled at growing up, my whole life was my tone of voice. And so I'm very aware of it right. now. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, I meant my tone to sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: And yes, that's so, exactly what I was g- going for. Um,
1: so it's, I think it's hard, but that's usually one of the first things I check when I'm having conversation is what, what was the tone of my voice? Right. Um, now I'm walking through that with my kids. Cause I have one kid who really struggles with tone of voice. And so I ask him like, what did you say Mm. and I'll say it again. And I'm like, now say it a different way. Say the same thing with a different sound. And Mm -hmm. so I think for me, I recognize often when my tone is off um, a lot of the time because it's something that I've been ingrained into like listen, listen, listen. Yeah. Sometimes I truly mean my tone to be that way which means that's a hard attitude and that's gotta, we gotta go back a few steps in what he's talking about.
0: I would wonder if he ever gets excited. Like, and excited is not the word. passionate is that the that's word? probably not the word either um heightened oh okay like yeah. like i'm trying not to use the word triggered <laughs> kids all say triggered i don't know what that means
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a little it's so too trendy for me
0: like oh, i'm so triggered bet what does that even mean i, I don't know what you just said sus <laughs> it's so sus. That's sus what is sus <laughs>
1: how do you spell sus s-u-s mom what what
0: <laughs> oh man all right um, I'm i'm gonna okay. be okay moving on too. all right so anyway um yeah like i just wonder if he ever gets to the point where he's he's elevated you know and is mm-hmm. it ever okay to be uh for lack of a better word angry you know like like in that tone of voice or maybe it's like a emergency situation like the building's on fire or something like that you know this is which is not a conversation it's just like a,
1: <laughs> like you're gonna die if you don't leave you the building get Go. Out of here.
0: okay so you already kind of took the words out of my mouth and that is some of the biblical principles <laughs> that come up you know speak the truth in love and whatnot his first thing that he says when talking about maintaining safety which he already gave a chapter to right was to be confident confidence in the Christian world is often misunderstood as arrogance Mm -hmm. or being cocky. Right. How do we as believers, uh, approach a situation with confidence without having the appearance of being cocky and arrogant?
1: Ooh, that's hard. I think you have to tie Mm -hmm. it into the second principle, humility. I think you come to someone, he talked a lot about in this chapter about stating facts. Mm -hmm. And so if you're, and we'll get into that, I'm sure more, but, I think there's confidence in the in in a stating of a fact, and mm-hmm. this is this is something that you can prove. So, like for us, a lot of times we're having a conversation about God's word and and the world, and kind of like helping people walk through some of that. Of yes, I understand this is what society's doing, but this is what God's word says. Well, there, th- my confidence lies in the fact that it's written in God's word. This is truth. So it's not even my confidence; it's it's God's. Words And so I'm confident in who he is. And because of that, I'm confident in my message, I guess. I don't know if that makes sense. So I think I think that you do that by you state the facts, but you do it not in a demoralizing and demeaning way. Hmm. It's just this is this is truth. Like, for better or worse, this is truth. You can't... I don't know. That's kind of how I took it.
0: After reading last uh, chapter, do you think some of it is we state that truth and then people make up a story in their head and then attach that negative... Mm -hmm. I don't want to call it emotion because uh, being cocky and arrogant is not an emotion. Attach that character trait Mm -hmm. onto the believer because of the story they've told.
1: Probably. I think we're always telling ourselves stories. So Mm -hmm. absolutely. I think it goes, whether you're the one speaking or you're the one listening, you put your spin on that. Yeah. um, Probably.
0: Yeah. I was just thinking, uh, you know, we come across confident as believers because especially if there's a truth that we're confident in, that we hold closed fists. Mm-hmm. We yeah. were talking about this with revelation mm-hmm. the other day with a, a friend of mine. And, um, we were talking about like holding things open hand and closed hand. And there's some things in the life of the believer. We just hold like with a very closed fist, mm-hmm. like these things we find to be, um, I mm-hmm. think I'm quoting the declaration of independence <laughs> right now. <Self-evident>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was
1: waiting to see if you were going to keep going.
0: I was like, that sounds really familiar. Ah, <laughs> oh, that is not the right document I was going for. Yeah, but we hold these things uh I can't even say it now without saying these are correct. <laughs> Good grief. Yeah. So anyway, these uh these these truths in the text are um are not open to interpretation. These right. are just got what God said. Mm-hmm. We believe God said them, we believe they're right. And then, you know, on the flip side of that is this is an open handed thing where that may be where it is is that love side of it, which is prefacing the conversation. You know, this is something that's highly debated, mm-hmm. and we don't want to insult your intelligence by any means, but, <clears throat> you know, in, in an understanding, this mm-hmm. it kind of goes back to this. You know, yeah. m- most conclusions go back to this. Humility is a hard thing, too. Um, and then skill. So if you have th- these three things, you have confidence, mm-hmm. you have humility, and you have a skill, how would you rank those? Would you rank them like one, two, three as a believer, or would you go humility, confidence, skill?
1: Yes. That's uh, the way I would go.
0: All right, then I this was a pretty much, I was pretty sure you're going to say that. So, when it says skill can this be taught?
1: Ooh. Yeah, I think I mean, that's the whole point is we're learning how to have conversation right now. I mean, he's mm-hmm. helping us walk through it. So, yeah, I think you can. Yes, I think so. I don't know. I'm gonna be super distracted because there's a stink bug crawling on the wall over there. So if I don't look at you the rest of the time, it's because I'm making sure it doesn't fly at me. Just oh, he's not gonna fly. He's okay. he
0: lives on the ceiling. I've tried to kill him like eight times. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So sorry. sorry to he's pause. just hanging out over there. Sorry to pause this he's conversation. Good. He's gonna make it by the time we're done to the top of the. Okay,
1: of as long as he's not over me. If That's he goes he over at. me, I'm I'm gonna have to exit the. You podcast. don't
0: handle insects and rodents real well.
1: Not. I mean, I can kill an insect just fine. <laughs> I'm not okay with it just like st- hanging out. We're not friends.
0: Anyway, the skill that the you skill. have to kill insects is is um, <laughs> ideal.
1: So you don't think you can learn this?
0: Man, I don't know. Like, I think you can take it to a level, and then I think some people are just going to excel at it. I think people could get the basics of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know... I don't know if this is 100% obtainable for people who are not believers.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. I can give you that.
0: The only reason I say that is because Mm. left to my own devices, I will give into my flesh every single time. Mm. And if I'm going to give into my flesh every single time, I'm going to fight for my way always. Uh, It's my way. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm going to do. There are so many times where I back down because for the better of the organization Mm -hmm. or the better of the church or for the gospel or whatever the case is. But I know that like, even in backing down sometimes, like 70% of me is going like this, take this Jordan, like Mm -hmm. do, do the selfish thing here. And I'm Mm -hmm. going, uh, yeah, I think there's too many people that just buy into this cultural phenomenon Mm -hmm. of I want, so I'm going to take. And I think this is constantly pushing against that culture and saying you have to, it, 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 his whole chapter is a give and take. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I, in regards to skill, like, yes, it's how much you want to work on that skill and right. how, If if you're, it always cracks me up when the secular world says, be humble. That is, that's like people who are married who are not Christians. I still don't understand that concept. Mm. How can you be married and not a believer? You gave into a Christian covenant. Mm-hmm. Like this is a Christian institution. So like there's a lot of times when like nonbelievers like live together and, and um, we've had this conversation with a couple people and they're like, well, they need to get married. I'm like, they need Jesus first. Right. Like, because they don't even understand the point of getting married. Or there'll be non believers who live together and they're like, well, we want to get married. I'm like, why? Yeah. Like you're already engaged in sin. Like what's the point, you know, so you can be better, so that you can make a decision for this other person, so you're not going to go run around on them, but you're underneath the covenant. Right. I don't get that. So, and that is, that's a very unpopular opinion, just FYI. (laughs) Anyway, um, so in regards to humility, when a non-believer talks about humility, I really start to scratch my head Mm -hmm. because I don't think you can... Humility is Jesus dying on the cross for our right. sins. Like that is the definition of humility. Yep. Thinking of the other person, seeking the other person's best. We're striving to model that humility mm-hmm. as believer, which is where our confidence comes from. Yep. And then Holy Spirit's skills follow suit. So I'm always curious when a non-believer is like, well, I'm, I'm humble. I'm like, well, first of all, no.
1: If you say you're humble, you're probably <laughs> not humble. Just saying.
0: But second of all, like, yeah you're humble if if you trace a secular person's humility you'll find self selfishness at the core Mm. because they're they're really only doing that for themselves and i'm sure people would contest and argue that with me but whatever um so now we're moving into the state thing okay he says the best way to find out the true story is not to act out the worst story you can generate which i've been doing for the past two weeks um, that You've been will acting
1: <laughs> out your worst story? Oh my goodness, I do oh. it
0: all the Rough. time.
1: Come on, we just read the book.
0: Just because I read it doesn't mean I know how to apply it. True.
1: <laughs> I actually did this with my kid the other day. I was like, we were having a conversation and it was starting to get heightened and I was like, I was really level-headed in it. I don't know why. Um, I do,
0: because you're reading and applying it, probably the Probably because I
1: am. <laughs> and I was like, what story is he making? Like it, And I went, oh, he's reacting this way because he thinks. And I, it was Fascinating. I was like, darn that book's working again. It's an
0: out of body experience. It
1: is. And I don't know if like I wasn't super heightened, but Mm -hmm. he was. So I think that helped me have clarity. I would be interested to see. I have not been in a heightened conversation recently where I have felt Super heightened. Yeah. So I'm like, I wonder what it'll be like when I'm the one that's emotional. I can see it more when it's the other person emotion. They're the ones that are emotional. So it'll be interesting.
0: So I do this in, um, in preaching. Mm. Like it's not cause it's not a conversation between two right. people, but I can feel myself like getting like kind of amped up. Mm-hmm. Um, this happened on Sunday actually. So we got three fourths of the way through the message and I was done. I know. <laughs> Uh, so for yes. those of you that don't don't know what's going on my wife texts jessica right and tells her that i'm almost done preaching so that our fourth and fifth graders come back right because
1: it's not like i'm sleeping in the pew like i'm teaching <laughs> in another room <laughs> And then we come back in and we sing with the rest of the church. It's not like, hey, Jessica, wake up. We're going to like stand up soon.
0: I didn't even think about that.
1: Like, just to clarify, what's happening? Can you imagine
0: the, the, the <laughs> screens start flashing? He's almost done. He's almost done. He's almost done. Wake <laughs> up. Wake <laughs> up. <laughs> We're going to sing in five minutes. We're gonna, like Seriously, how bad of a pastor would you right? be? How great would your music be and how bad would you be as a right. pastor? You have a full congregation. They're <laughs> yeah. like,
1: They're only coming to sing. We're almost done. Okay, Uh, anyway,
0: um, I'm in tears. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, so I got halfway through, and I was, like, starting to get really amped up because I legitimately had another sermon, like, in the tank. And I'm going, first of all, we don't have time. Mm -hmm. And second of all, like, why are you so emotionally attached to this? Let's back down a second. You already made a point that landed. Actually, your past two points landed. Let's just call it a day. And I was like, okay. So read the rest of this passage in Exodus on your own, and we're going to pray. And it was like, done.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I know. The, I, the text messages I got from my husband and Bethany were, well, he ended fast. Sorry. Praying. I was like, whoa, praying. Okay. Which it I looked up out at the really clock. Well. I was like,
0: we have to be done, too. So yeah. anyway. It
1: worked out. It was awesome. We had an amazing prayer time in our group, but it was, that's cool. I mean, I guess if it worked, it worked.
0: Yeah. I, I, uh, and I watched... Um, Uh, a couple of times it happened yesterday in the nine o'clock hour. So we had all like the recaps from Mm -hmm. like um, the conferences and retreats and everything you've been Mm -hmm. on and watch people present. And you can almost like, you can, you're like, oh, boy, they're mm-hmm. getting emotional here. Yeah. Here we go. Like, And either they'll give up or they'll keep going and yeah. try to resurrect themselves. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway. Okay, think, think about other possible explanations long enough to temper your emotions so mm-hmm. that you can get dialogue. Besides, if it turns out you're right about your initial impression, there will be plenty of time for confrontations later on. Yay.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I love that, though, because I think sometimes, no, a lot of the time we do have it wrong. We, yeah. have, we bring our baggage, we bring our misconceptions into something, into these conversations that don't belong there and our emotions let us go run with that baggage. I think of that in marriage all the time. How much baggage and expectations that we just bring into the marriage that they're not really truth to what's occurring in our home.
0: His his example here in the book, I'm not gonna go into it, but is it had me the whole chapter. Because he started with this this illustration about this husband and wife having a confrontation. And I was like, well, what really did happen? Me
1: too. Oh, I was like, like, I, if, I'm glad he resolved it because I would have felt really like, I would have been so like mad. What, like I, who can I call to find out what happened? Yeah, what
0: happens to this? So anyway, so now he gets into state. Yeah. Okay, so share your facts, yes. um, tell your story, mm-hmm. ask for others' path, yep. talk uh, tentatively, and encourage testing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's break these down. And again, we look at this from a believer. Yeah. When it says share your facts... How do you know the what is true from what is false? Do you just know? Like, what if you're somebody who habitually lies to themselves all the time?
1: Well, then you don't know the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think you have to be very you have to lack a lot of self-awareness to not be able to say this is a fact and this is opinion. I Mm -hmm. mean, you, you learn that as a kid you read all these statements which one's a fact which one's an opinion yeah. you know you know truth you know fact things that can be proven things that you've actually seen with your own eyes um i think one of the examples he gives in the book is talking about this way um this guy is talking to a girl and you know she she can say it one way um you're treating me you know with terribly inappropriate Da da or yeah. she can say you know you're <clears throat> she can state the fact Your eyes are moving over me or whatever. I I don't know. Like, I think you you say things in two different ways, but you know fact and you know opinion. So what are the facts without your opinion and without your emotion attached to
0: it? Well, because the reason I asked is what happens if the person that you're talking to, like, let's say you and I are having a conversation. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I know this and I know this and I know this and I get to number two and you're like, no, that didn't happen.
1: So then I need to think as a person who's having that conversation, you need to reevaluate. Well, where did I get that fact?
0: Did Mm. I get it from someone else? I
1: heard it. Okay, it might have been fact. But if I didn't really see it, do I have the proof of that? Maybe, maybe not. So maybe then you've got to reevaluate. And is this really fact? Maybe it really is fact. You physically saw them. Maybe they didn't realize it. You know, you spoke to me with a very harsh tone okay. I, I didn't realize I spoke to you with a really harsh tone. So my initial reaction is going to be, uh, right. You know, and then you're going, but no, you, you really did. This is fact. Yeah. So maybe there's some digging questioning there. Well, maybe it's just, I didn't even realize that was my tone of voice.
0: Well, I just, I called him, he didn't term him, I called him this emotional accelerators because when I'm in a conversation with somebody and I say something, I've been in that boat where they've been like, uh, mm-hmm. like, like that didn't happen. That's not true. And I'm like, it is like, right. and now we're in this like, uh-huh, yeah huh nuh-uh, huh And I'm like, no, that's like, okay, is there a time then if I'm stating facts that this happens that I just bail out? Like, there's so many situations in that first setting yeah. where I was going, what, but what about this? And I was trying not to play devil's advocate, but he said I could. So I'm like, what if this person like looks back at me and goes, that's not true.
1: So then I think that's where I would go into the questioning side of things cuz he didn't really talk a lot about that. He did a little bit in terms at the end if you get like into encouraged testing, but I think you can kind of do that with your facts. If someone is pushing back against you, I think that's when you start asking some questions.
0: So you'd go ask questions instead of tell your story.
1: I would be I think I would be very hesitant to tell my story because mm-hmm. my story is my perception. I would rather ask questions and find out what I, I I don't know. I think it'd be more beneficial to find out your like what do you perceive as truth because I already know what I perceive as truth. You don't need to know. I think you're a big old jerk. You know. Yeah. You need to know. I need to know where you're coming at from it. Yeah. You know, like because otherwise my story is not going to change.
0: Yeah. I don't. This is verbal judo one oh one because uh, and if you guys don't know what verbal judo is, it's a it's a book. Um, but we use it in so many different settings. It's it's how you can kind of like hear what people say mm-hmm. and then and then be able to kind of reverse that judo is the sport of just like a lot of like turns right. and you know using the momentum that's already there to uh, take a different position but i think about it like police world for example okay i'm here because you stole this candy mm-hmm. bar i don't steal this candy bar okay so now i just jump right into telling my story well i have a the manager of the store has called us and said that you th- that she saw you steal the candy bar and we have video surveillance that you stole the candy bar. So there's like two facts and we've given those facts. Mm -hmm. And I've also told my side of the story. No, I didn't do that. Okay. Well, there's like, -hmm. you can say that and you're allowed later on to give your testimony to somebody else to who will hear that. But for right now, this is what it's, what it is. And this is true. I think because obviously we can't all be police officers where we go into these situations in church life. I think this is where Matthew 18 works. I think Mm -hmm. then you have to say, okay. And if it's just you and this other person, I think you need to back up, Mm -hmm. bring somebody else into that conversation and go, okay, yeah, this is, you know, Bethany, whatever the case is, you stole a candy bar, (laughs) you know, like, (laughs) like she's the store manager, you know? So now it's her. And I, I, I wish he would have brought Matthew 18 into it, but he didn't. Um, and part of the reason I think he, did, he didn't he did do that is because we're not talking about a sin issue. Right. Matthew 18 talks specifically about sin mm-hmm. issues. But, you know, if you're addressing something and you're getting into this point of a crucial conversation, it's probably a wrong that was done. Yeah.
1: Well, and I think this chapter is a little bit more geared towards it is th- these are these are conversations. I feel in this chapter that it was. I'm going to say something that might actually hurt you. Mm-hmm. This isn't just like we're determining what's best for the group or we're, we're problem solving and we're right. brainstorming like and we have differences of opinions. This is there was a wrong and there, there was a perceived wrong. And yeah. now I'm I'm feeling hurt or whatever. I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling whatever emotion I'm feeling. And I'm probably going to have, like, I'm going to say something that's going to yeah. like hurt your feelings. And do,
0: you, do you start conversations with facts a lot or no? Like, after reading this, do you, is that where you start with things or no?
1: No. I actually, I put in my notes one, like, what if we started with the heart? Mm. Like, what if we said, what if I said, you know, I, we need to have a conversation. And my goal and my, the reason for this is because. I genuinely want to restore our relationship mm. or I really want to make, like I want to have this conversation about this aspect in our marriage because my greatest desire is we're growing closer together as we grow closer to God.
0: But do you think if you start there, like if that person doesn't believe that it's, it's just like in void possibly. Or what if you rephrase that to like facts? Yeah. Like, cause that is truth, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, um, I do want this or this or whatever the case is. I don't know.
1: Yeah, Maybe. I, I, to me, I think if we can both be on the same page heading into that conversation, cause if not, that changes. Okay. So my desire is that we grow together as a couple, as we grow closer to God. You're almost in the, I don't uh, want to. Okay.
0: We, well, you're almost in the don't thing that he talked about yeah. a couple chapters ago. Like, I don't want mm-hmm. this marriage to, mm-hmm. um, disintegrate. Right. And I do want to make sure that your integrity Mm -hmm. is kept intact. So, yeah. yeah.
1: So, uh, to me, that softens whatever conversation you're going to have because it it lets them know my intentions are not to belittle you and to make you feel bad about yourself or whatever. My intentions are that we can reach this common purpose. Well, that's Mm -hmm. not my goal. Okay. Well, now we need to find a new goal. What is our goal? Okay. We're just whatever that looks like but let's like get to the deepness of it and then let's start having some of those harder conversations. Cause if we're not working towards the same thing, yeah. What is the point of that conversation? I have no desire to grow in our marriage, blah, you know, whatever. Okay. We need to, we need to back that up a little bit because this is just one little caveat of a much greater issue then. Yeah. Um, so I think that's typically where I start and then I would go into stating the facts. And then I think from there I would ask a lot of questions as opposed to telling. So I would like I get a little nervous with telling our story because I feel like does do you, maybe you need to know exactly how I'm feeling, but maybe I just need to shut up and listen to you first. Because maybe my feelings are not correct.
0: Yeah, I think there's there's sometimes where you have to let the other person tell their story. Mm -hmm. Like I was even thinking about this. If I was approached with a crucial conversation, like I'm sitting there and somebody comes up and they're like, Hey Jordan, uh, I don't want to undermine you as a pastor. I do want to make sure that, you know, you're we're on the same page and doing what's best for the church. Like great Mm -hmm. yesterday. Um, you know, I saw this and this. Okay. Like, and they're telling their side of the story. It, it, it almost feels like, um, if we were that person to approach, to ask their side first, mm-hmm. like this. Okay. So I, I think that you, um, you had a conversation with Karen, <laughs> 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 um, and, and, and maybe it's just asking, like you mm-hmm. said that question, like, did you have a conversation with Karen? Yeah. Are you comfortable? Let's keep the conversation safe mm-hmm. with telling me what transpired in that conversation. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, tell me your side of, of what happened so that I can kind of understand this. Now, if if you do that, then we have the opportunity to start back in this mm-hmm. and go, okay, so here's the facts from yep. that story. One, you had a conversation with Karen. Two, things were said about me in that conversation. Mm-hmm. Both of those are true. Um, three, you guys claim like you love the church, but that's, that's a claim. Like, let's just keep it at those yeah. two. Then you can start telling your side of the story, you know, like, well... Here's, here's the way that right. I see this and what's mm-hmm. going on and, w- and what's happening. And I think that's when what he talks about having confidence is all about, mm-hmm. because a lot of times like conversations die right, right. there because people don't have enough confidence to mm-hmm. say what's going on. Yeah. Especially if the other person's only listening to respond mm-hmm. and not listening to hear, then you're just like, you just back out of it. And I don't know, you have to have that confidence to kind of keep pulling through.
1: Well, and I think he says it somewhere in this chapter of the whole purpose of dialogue is not to win. Right. It's to have conversation. And so I think that's when when we're confident. And there's the humility side of it, too. When we go, we go I'm going to say this not because I want to win and I want to belittle you and I want to make you feel bad about yourself. I'm saying and stating these facts and telling you this is how I f- I'm feeling. Yeah. I understand that might not be correct in that. Um, but this is how I feel. I do think there is some validity in sharing. this is how you this is how I feel because of a result of what happened, but that's the confidence to say it. then the humility to go, but maybe maybe I'm perceiving this wrong. Can you right. help me understand why you did this?
0: I love what you said there though, because you're not apologizing for it. No, like you still feel the way that you feel. Mm-hmm. And he even said that. he said, be careful not to apologize for your views. Yeah, like you guys had a conversation. I I learned about that conversation. I didn't feel great knowing that there was a conversation mm-hmm. about me where I wasn't able to defend myself. The goal of contrasting is not to water down your message, but to be sure that people don't hear more than you intended. Mm-hmm. So to be confident enough to share what you really wanted to express. Like, okay, so the core of this conversation is I'm a little hurt, mm-hmm. you know, like over this. And I'm kind of trying to figure out why you wouldn't come talk to me about mm-hmm. that. And if you could help me and here's your questions, if you could help me understand why you went to her instead of to me, that might help me understand, you know, what's going Mm -hmm. on. And maybe maybe that person looks at you and goes, well, I I don't feel safe around you, right? you know, or um, you're not easy to talk to Mm -hmm. or whatever the case is. Oh, oh, okay, You know, so now I have to hear that. But what the hard thing is, is we get defensive, right? So that's when it goes. Well, we rails. stop
1: it instead of like we don't encourage the testing, which would be the last step there. You know, we we just react and we I don't. There's there, we lack humility.
0: There it is. There's the word. Mm-hmm. Like I and again, like as believers, we're called to be humble, and mm-hmm. that was where I was like, if you, uh, man, I I don't I don't even know how to word this, but like in the secular world, it just feels like you're taking a loss there. Mm. Like, so this person's better than me now Mm -hmm. and I'm not as good as they are. They have the high ground. Bingo. And that's not true. Mm. Like that's such a lie. They don't have the high ground. You're both now on level ground. Right. So they're not better than you and you're not better than them. Mm -hmm. Just if you could find some of those talking points where you're sharing all of these things and you're inviting other people to do the same, you'd be okay. Right. But yeah. So, um, So then he says, talk tentatively, which simply means that we tell our story as a story rather than disguising it as a hard fact. Mm -hmm. This is where I think that, and and maybe I should ask this, is, do you think this point of conversation is where conversations go to crucial?
1: Probably. (laughs) Because I think, like, I think this... okay i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest i struggled with the word tentative for a while i did too like so then i replaced it with gentleness
0: oh good one
1: and i was like but that's what he's saying he's saying be gentle in your conversations which i'm terrible at hello like i'm just like plow forward advance advance
0: (laughs) so would you say gentleness is the is the blend between confidence and humility
1: Ooh, that's good maybe
0: I mean, because that could be, yeah. if you're, if you're calm, mm-hmm. if you're, and you're confident, but you're humble and not prideful, like yeah. you're, you're, yeah, just you're, in you're right in that,
1: approach. right in that sweet spot, which is a really hard place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know what your original question is, but that's what the, that's kind of how I took that of how do I approach these conversations with gentleness? How does my tone, how does my my um demeanor because hmm. um, i think that's important too i think you can you can we've talked about this i remember was probably split the difference where you're um you at what am i trying to say your body shows what you're saying your body, body. language yeah, yeah, yeah. that's sort i'm like i lost it the stink bug distracted me is he I'm up sorry. there he did is, he make he it he keeps moving
0: oh he's he getting fell. closer he fell once that's okay
1: um, but yeah, your body language conveys a lot without even having to speak. So yeah. what are you conveying in that? What's your tone of your whole body?
0: Lean forward, mm-hmm. you know? Well, and if you replace, that's interesting. You said that if you replace tentatively with geni- gently, the more gen. <laughs> 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 what, what's the word? Uh, gentle, no, gentle. Not gentle, not genuinely gentle, the more genuine gentle, gentle you speak, the more open people mm. become to your opinions,
1: which is probably very true.
0: Or I'm going to reword that: the uh, the more gentle you are, mm-hmm. and because it, it is like it's not just in speech; it's in also like yeah. if you're if your hands are crossed mm-hmm. and you're just like staring you're at me, you know, your and you're like, yeah, you're great, mm-hmm. you're doing a, you're doing a fantastic <laughs> job. Like, yeah, that's not I don't feel that. But if you open up your body and mm-hmm. you lean forward and you say, hey, listen, I think we're on the same page here. Mm-hmm. Um, moms are really good at this. Mm. like I, this is funny um this is like uh, uh the world coming to hear our conversations but i told bethany because she asked about the nine o'clock hour the other day and she's like uh yesterday and i said it was really good i said but it just affirm that i'm not calling like to work <laughs> with teenagers and um she said really and i said yeah i said just you know like i just not for whatever yeah. reason i said but i would hold babies in the nursery and she's like for real and i was like oh yeah, I said, I can't because I'm, you right. know, preaching or whatever. I said, but Bethany, to sit in a rocker with <laughs> a baby, like, and just rock that baby for like an hour. I'm like, that sounds heavenly. My world is just in pure chaos all the time. And here's this calm. She's like, what would you do if start started crying? I was like, it's all good. It's not my kid. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't care.
1: I love babies. I don't want to sit in a rocker. Oh, I, I, I love it. I cover it some, but it's not it's not my sweet spot.
0: Okay. Then the last thing, because um, we got to wrap this yeah. up, is uh, encourage testing, which is how you phrase your invitation makes a big difference. I think we talked about that. Yeah. Um, the only limit to know how strongly you can express your opinion is your willingness to be equally vigorous in encouraging others to challenge it. And so invite opposing views, mm-hmm. mean it, play the devil's advocate. I don't like playing the devil's advocate. I don't think it's it's a healthy thing to do. But it's just me.
1: I I hate it. I thrive uh, at I, it. Of course you do. I do. I because I, and I don't do it like I hope I like I hope I don't do it in a way that's mean. Mm-hmm. But I genuinely want to think through every side of a con- Like oh he fell he's no, down he, man he down. Fell. I genuinely want to think through every side of something. So I'm notorious for sitting in a room and like giving the pushback mm. in meetings. Now, I think you have to be careful what that looks like in conversation. I'm not sure, like in hard conversations. Um, but I think there's validity in seeing the other side of someone's argument.
0: Okay, I'll give you that. And
1: that I. That's kind of how I felt like he was trying to get us to get to there. Maybe I'm wrong.
0: If you would do the second one first, I would welcome devil's advocate then, mm. which is let your motive become obvious. Mm, Like, I just wish people would bring it up that that's not their real opinion because there's so often times when I'm in a meeting or whatever and somebody will start playing devil's advocate and I'm going, do you really mean that? Right. Like, or are you just, so I think if you approach that conversation with, Hey, I just want to give the other side. Yeah. Like I'm not, not for the other side, but let's just talk about the other side for a second. Yeah. Okay. Like that's fine. But there's so many times I'll be in meetings where I'm like, so what do you believe? Did you mean that? Yeah. Or, or do you not mean that? And then they won't tell me mm. and they've reached a conclusion in their head. And then I'm like, are we on the same page? Right. Or we're we not on the same page. And then I tell a story. And when I tell a story, I, I attach so. a negative emotion to it. <laughs> but I, 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 that, it.
1: I, I could give that to you, though, because I do think it's important to look at all angles of things. But I would see why it would be very important to express how you are feeling first.
0: And maybe that's on me. Like, maybe I should just I should own that and be like, hey, do you really feel that way? Yeah, maybe like, okay, like you've you've given a different opinion for the past four statements, you know, of something we're trying to do and Mm -hmm. accomplish. You really you. And they're like, no, I'm just trying to see the other side. Yeah. Okay, well, that's a whole lot different because I think you're pretty passionate about this. You know, I, I think about our conversation that we had about. um we were approaching an event in the community Mm -hmm. and we talked through some of that stuff and we were like well we could do this and we could do this and we could do this there was no like nobody was like settled on anything Mm -hmm. but I think if we were at one thing and then all of a sudden you backtrack now and you go well what about this and this and this it's like do you want to do this right or do you not want to do this because if Mm -hmm. you don't want to do this like let's not do it so yeah all right the biggest thing you took out of the chapter
1: <laughs> um he said it a couple times and I think it's worth saying again the point is not to win the point is to have conversation and I think um if we can remember that in in our conversations I, I don't know we just go so much further um but we the world has conditioned us to win to mm-hmm. be on top and um unfortunately that often comes out in yeah. I don't know in how we speak with each other so I think that was a big one um I don't know. It was a good chapter. It made me think. So, I, if you don't read any other chapter, maybe read this one because I thought it was good.
0: If you win, um, everyone else loses. Yeah. Like I tell couples that all the time in their marriage, I'm like, if your goal is to win, you're playing, you're not playing team sport yeah. anymore. You're yep. playing, you're playing solo. And uh, <laughs> I'll never forget, I was at a counseling session one time with a couple and I looked at him and I go, you win. And the guy looked at me. He's like, what? I was like, you won, man. I was yeah. like, good job. Congratulations. And I started clapping and he's like, what do you mean? I won?" I said, you won. Yeah. And he felt so bad. Mm-hmm. And I said, I said, how do you think she feels now? Like you're a, like, she's the loser. You're the winner. And he's like, well, I never wanted that to happen. I'm like, well, it did. Yeah. So now how do you fix it? Like yeah. he just didn't see that he was playing by himself. And mm-hmm. I was like, if you win, bud, she loses. Like, and you're on the same team. Right. I think
1: that's And I think that is that's crucial conversations aren't I don't find them as hard with strangers because I don't know. I just don't. But when they're with someone you love, like it is it, you have to remember, wait, we're in this together. The yeah. whole point of this is to get to this shared outcome. Yep. Um whatever that is and if we're if we're in it to win, yeah, like you said, we're both gonna lose.
0: Same in church, like uh, nine o'clock hour. Like I saw you get up there, person after person get up there, different personalities talking about their things, and I was like, man, we're winning. Mm-hmm. Like this is a we thing. Like we're like everybody wins, and I don't know if everybody saw that, but I wanted just to like stand up a couple times and be like, hey guys, like look what's happening. Yeah. Everybody's like, you know, when you're seeking the other person's best, mm-hmm. you're winning, and yep. it's okay to let people have that, you know, or whatever the case is i would say um i had a really good one and it kind of like flew out of my head um it's never too late to do the right thing Mm. because he summed up the chapter and he said um tone down your approach excuse me and catch yourself and here's the deal i've been in situations before where i've been flying and my Mm -hmm. emotions are off the radar and i'm like i've been i've been yelling before Mm -hmm. at, at somebody and, um, super passionate about things, you know? Um, and I catch myself and I've, I've kept going in those situations, but I've also had, um, huge wins where I stopped in the middle of it. And I was like, mm. guys, I'm, I'm off. Can we take a minute? And I, yeah. and can I just go for a walk for just a quick second? Could you stay here? And I'm going to come back and can we just kind of like mm-hmm. start over <coughs> and it's never too late to do the to right. do the right thing. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of people that feel like they're so far gone. Mm. You got in an argument with your wife. Okay. Like say you're wrong and, or just pause the conversation, mm-hmm. take a walk and come back to it. You got mad at your kids. Guess what? You're human. Like yeah. take a moment, do whatever you have to do to get back into that, you know, <laughs> Top Gun's on um, Netflix right now. Ah, I
1: love that movie. <laughs> I do too.
0: Um, I I wouldn't recommend it for the kids. Nope, uh, but no, no, no. Yeah. So secret time. Um. Anyway, uh, and I revisited it, and it was funny because in the very end of Top Gun, like uh, Tom Cruise has like this emotional distress because he lost his right. his co pilot. That's so sad. Yes, yeah, Goose dies. I hate to spoil it, but <laughs> movie's been out for it. like twenty five <laughs> years, so. <laughs> I just ruined it just for ruin you him. people are like what he
1: died he
0: dies. so <laughs> goose dies so in the end though they're in like this dog fight and the pilots are like yelling at him like to get back mm-hmm. in the fight they're like get, and he's just having a moment and that's crucial because if he's not going to get back in the fight like they're going to die and he spoiler time he reengages. but I think to myself like it's okay to take a moment yeah. like even if if Tom Cruise can take a moment in a plane. <laughs> you can take a moment in life, like it's okay. But,
1: and there are words to live by, people. <laughs> I
0: did not. A- I did not advocate for Top Gun. By the way, I'm just saying, it's, uh, uh, the sequel's coming out. There's there's a couple of fast forward parts. Okay. Yep. Like. Yep. Yeah. But other than that, like. It is what it is. Oh, my goodness. Edit that out. <laughs> Good deal. We
1: don't edit. You get all the We don't
0: edit. You get what you get. Oh. So Anyway. All right. Um, until we meet again, let us know. It is a great book. Yeah. I would highly I recommend agree. it. Um, Crucial Conversations. Not a Christian book necessarily, but definitely if you're looking at it from the lens of being a believer, lots of things to apply mm-hmm. here. So um, let us know how you're doing with it. And until we speak again, God bless.